all right we got mike here man in the shadow big red eye dude i i'm not gonna lie i just got done watching your allegheny forest episode <laughs> oh cool yeah uh, yeah man unbelievable stuff young younglings huh yeah yeah i think so they well they got to start off young somewhere right somehow yeah, yeah man so uh i see you're up in my old stomping grounds neck of the woods i grew up in philadelphia uh okay did a lot of a lot of camping out in the pine barrens man um spent a lot of time down the shore wildwood cape may county stuff like that man i actually but, uh, just got back from a pine barrens expedition uh this past weekend uh we were looking uh, for the jersey devil oh man we're gonna have to do a whole nother episode of that. So, uh, um i you know it's 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 funny because i grew i you know i grew up in philadelphia um one of the big things was for me growing up uh you know i was boy scout many many years uh still involved with some of that stuff now uh, with my kids you know so we do a lot of camping here in florida and whatnot but when i you know up there we used to do the canoeing trip over there in jersey at mm -hmm. wharton state forest yeah yeah that's where yeah. we were beautiful yeah. isn't it oh man it's 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 phenomenal it's gorgeous so let's let me uh jump into can you give my viewers and my listeners a little bit of your background and you know where you came from and how you got involved into finding bigfoot yeah sure absolutely uh so i am uh 34 i am a past emt firefighter and what i do now is i look for bigfoot full-time uh, during the day, what I do is I go around and speak at libraries. I do library presentations around the country. And at night, what I do is uh, look for Bigfoot. Uh, it's pretty cool. I've been doing it for uh, since 2011, so uh, so a couple of years now. Uh, what got me into it was uh, was uh, I got rocks thrown at me in Florida, which is uh, something that that uh, was really it really freaked me out. It was my first time ever camping, and uh, and the sense that night uh it had it had changed my life forever really and and now i i do this full time it's crazy that's awesome man so i you know i was watching some of your your footages and other interviews and things like that and i noticed uh you had mentioned that the the rocks being thrown were almost like a boulder style yeah uh the first uh, i it was a total of five rocks that got thrown at me and the first four were like fist-sized rocks um and then the, the, my buddy threw one of the rocks back at it and a gigantic laptop sized boulder came crashing down, landed like five feet from us. Wow, man. And yeah. that happened here in Florida. Am I correct? Yeah. It was in Torreya state park up in the panhandle. Yep. Wow, man. Wow. How now you, now you're based out of New Jersey. Am I correct? I am. Yeah. Northwest New Jersey, kind of the armpit of uh, Pennsylvania, New York. <laughs> the armpit. Yeah. Some people might agree with the only armpit part. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now I, you just recently, uh, the video that was posted, uh, Allegheny national forest. Now it was you. And I noticed you had a, a first time researcher with you. Yeah. Pat. Yep. Yeah. How, how, how did he enjoy being out there with you doing this? Oh man, he, uh, he, to this day, he still texts me and he's like, dude, Mike, that trip was awesome. And that was like uh, six months ago. So, <laughs> so yeah. it was pretty good, uh, pretty good trip. Now I, you know, I heard you talk about before that there's, it, there's a good amount of sightings. What is the percentage of sightings in the state of Jersey compared to like Pennsylvania and like, uh, like Delaware and certain you know the surrounding tri-state area 
Yeah, we're up there. I mean, there's there's really no comparison. Uh, there's uh, where we have okay. Um, because of the the density, the population density. Pennsylvania uh, is a great example. Pennsylvania has a lot of sightings, but they're dispersed over such a big area where we have such a small area, and we have so many right. uh, so many more sightings per capita, if you will, uh, than than the other states do. Um, we're number seven on the list of sites or states to go see Bigfoot in. So if if you're looking, uh, really, think, yeah, yeah. Yep, seventh in the nation. So that's pretty cool too. So we, we're definitely up there. Now, where do you basically focus out of in Jersey? Is there a certain specific area that you, you know, hunker down the most in compared to other areas? Yeah, uh, I, one of my favorite areas to research, uh, not only just in New Jersey, but in the country actually, is High Point State Park, which is up uh, Pennsylvania, New York State, so respectively. And uh, they, uh, we've gotten some really amazing and incredible evidence from there. We've gotten a, a vocalization that we've sent off to a linguist from the military that has come back uh, unknown primate and, and not, it's outside of human range. We found some footprints in the snow back in 2014 up there, which is really cool. Uh, it's just uh, one, of the, one of my favorite places to go. That's awesome, man. I see. I grew up, uh, you know, I did a lot of hunting as a, you know, a younger adult and things like that. And we used to travel a lot upstate Pennsylvania out towards uh, Snowshoe. Are you familiar with Snowshoe, Pennsylvania? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And the Poconos, correct? Uh, yeah, it's out west, closer getting towards Ohio area. It's it's up there. Oh, no, I'm past, not familiar. <laughs> um, um, Bald Eagle Lake, all the way out that way. I, you know, more oh, okay. western. Uh, okay yeah. but uh there man we as hunters went up there and you know and there were there were things that were oddly sounding coming from you know i know we're sitting in a tree stand trying not to make as much noise as possible and you know dousing ourselves with dough urine and you know every, every <laughs> scent blocker we could come up with you know but uh i mean i've i've heard odds and, and weird yelps and 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 crashing and banging and things like that but I mean, there are certain areas up there that I just, I, I was, you know, I always imagine just like sitting in that tree stand and just seeing this thing just walk by, but you know, never happens. Yeah. But I mean, the footage and, and all these photos that are starting to pop up, you know, via Facebook, internet, things like that. I mean, what is the, the percentage you think that some of this might actually be something and, and more other stuff being a hoax? Yeah, good one percent is I think uh, legit stuff that that's that's coming out, and and it's not. Um, I'd say um, there's a mix of the reasons why I say that. There's a um, a new thing, the AI technology is coming out that's um, playing a big factor in pictures when it comes to Bigfoot hoaxing. It's very uh, oh, yeah. an, an unfortunate type thing. Uh, but then you got people that um, uh, think they see something, like they think they see a footprint, but they don't put like a scale object next to it or it's it's totally could be anything we have to throw those images out because that's that's not good evidence um then you have right. people that see bigfoot in every picture that there's 90 bigfoot in every picture and that they there's they have to circle them with the million red circles everywhere that's not evidence either you have to throw that kind of stuff out so then you're left with the stuff that's actually real and i think that comes down to like the one or two percent range right Another, another big thing. I, I was having this argument with somebody the one day and, uh, 
and it, I just I just found it funny. And I was watching your video, and you had did a you did a distress doe call. Yes. For for you know possible you know hey man there's there might be something to eat you know i'm gonna go yeah, get it. come check me out I've got, yeah. I've got a lot of friends you know that do they do believe in squatch uh skunk ape you know bigfoot things of those natures and i've got a lot of them also that talk about other oh, vegetarians they're not gonna eat meat and this and that i mean you know there's got to be other things to eat besides just burying nuts in the wood am i correct <laughs> you know well, yeah, I, I think um, if you if you look at uh, I do a lot of comparison uh, with a lot of my research to bears. Uh, if you take a bear right. population map uh, and you take a Bigfoot sighting map, you overlay it. They're almost the exact same thing. That's uh, no matter what state you go to. Um, so that would lead me to believe that if you have two apex predators that roam in the same area that inhabit the same area, that that would mean that they probably eat similar things. Right. So I think oh, if a. Uh, you know, an 800 pound black bear, which is New Jersey's largest black bear, uh, if that could get by on eating 70% berries and the rest foraging for, you know, scavenging for meat and, and, and small game, uh, I think a Bigfoot can definitely also have that potential to be able to survive on the same, same diet. Right. I, so you, you, your first incident with with the squatch was here in Florida. W would you say squatch or would you say skunk ape? See, I, th I think uh, a lot of people um, uh, misidentify the range for the skunk ape. I think the skunk ape is very secluded to South Florida in the Everglades, uh, uh, down south, you know, there. Uh, I think once you start getting up into the Ocala National Forest areas where you start get changing over from the skunk ape level to the, to the actual Bigfoots. And, okay. um, and I, I say that um, because of um, what's called Bergman's rule, which is a which is a, a theory that that animals that live uh, south of certain points uh, are are smaller than animals right. that live north of certain points. Right. Because they uh, uh, take black bear again, for an example, uh, you have a large black bear up here, uh, 800 pounds is a record. Like I said, you have an 800 pound black bear in Florida, which is totally impossible they're they're gonna be calling the national guard type of thing you know their biggest black bear down there is 300 pounds so that's an example of bergman's rule and i think that's that's a perfect <laughs> example for bigfoot as well yeah i totally i totally agree with you on that because i even even as a hunter when i lived up in pennsylvania hunting up in pennsylvania i mean you look at the deer size of a pennsylvania deer compared to a deer in florida you know i mm -hmm. mean like i believe you had mentioned before about you know the type of winters that florida has compared to the type of winters that are in the north you know they're not going to hibernate or hide as much down south as they are up north Correct. Absolutely. How often do you get back to uh, the Sunshine State to to you know to really get deep into the woods and investigate? Oh uh, well, uh, unfortunately, it's uh, it's about once a year. Uh, uh, I am pleased to announce we uh, just the other day announced our 2024 search in uh, search in America tour 24, which is going to be awesome. We're going uh, all over, and I will say, Florida, North Florida, is going to be one of our stops. So that's going to be oh, awesome. We're oh, actually that's awesome. We're actually going to be going back to Chorea State Park and be doing an investigation there where I had my first invest my first encounter. Um, so it's going to be really awesome. And we're doing a ton of libraries in that area, too. So if, if you I don't know where in Florida you're at, but if you're in the area, definitely uh, stop by or if anybody that's listening 
is interested in Bigfoot, I'll be in North Florida on the Panhandle uh, come February. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I'll have to take a trip out. I'm in the central Florida area, so not, cool. you know, a little hop, skip and a jump, you know, ones, you know. Now, in your opinion, what, how many variants of Squatch do you think there are? You know, I mean, you know, we have Skunk Ape names, we have Bigfoot, we have Sasquatch, we've got Yeti. I mean, what what do you believe is out there in different types of Bigfoot? Yeah, so I think uh, I, I think there's only one species of bigfoot out there uh and i think that uh, just okay. because i i don't believe that the, the the planet could support multiple large or that the united states per se uh could support these multiple large creatures uh right so i think there's just one one kind of version of sasquatch or bigfoot i think they're all the same name uh skunk ape as well i think uh all the names yeti yaren uh orang pendek uh that may be a little different but um for the most yeah. part all the all the north american bigfoots i think are the same species um uh which would just make sense to me and they look a little different and they act a little different depending on where they live because uh i'm from new jersey people are kind of rude up here so so are the sasquatches that are a little rude up here as well uh right. you know you know what i mean so i think it varies between uh, where in the country goes some some places like ohio they they vocalize a lot more than other places um uh, in new jersey they seem to knock on trees a lot uh, same way within florida they like to knock on trees florida they're a little bit more aggressive as well the the knocking part i mean that's that's i've i've heard something similar to that when i was up in pennsylvania and things like that but you know i never you know i know this it's the call the yelp is it a, like a yelp yeah they do they do, do it uh they do a, a whole bunch of different types of vocalizations we do as many as we can to try to imitate what we think they do um what they could do is as much as you could do with your mouth as many sounds that you can make with your mouth that's how many sounds that a bigfoot can make too so there's no real real you know knowing of what they can and can't do another big thing that i like about your channel your 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 episodes in general is the fact that it's natural it's not you know intertwining like the suspense and this and that like a lot of these <laughs> shows you see on television i mean if you could give me and people listening a little breakdown, what made you go in that direction? Yeah, well, that's exactly why I made the show. Um, I was tired of uh, shows on TV not portraying uh, Bigfoot, Bigfooting the way it should be and the way it actually is, right? Because uh, all the shows on TV, the reality shows on TV, we all know that they're um, not necessarily real, that they're designed to make money stuff like that perfect right. example uh you have some of these new shows uh, on tv like expedition bigfoot uh where they have uh evidence right they have uh, uh, uh audio evidence and they'll play music over it and it's like why why yeah. do you do that like that doesn't make any sense to me so i don't do that because that's not what Bigfooting's all about it's not about the suspense it's 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 about the camaraderie it's about getting outside and into nature that's what it's all about and i hope that's what people and the fans and everybody that whoever watches my show gains from my show is is it's not and it's not even about finding a bigfoot every single time because you don't have to find a bigfoot every time it's not that's not what it's about so and that's what i just hope people can gain and gather from my show as as i progress in the future with future episodes and stuff so you are on season seven am i correct yes sir absolutely yeah that's fantastic so 
what what what's your outlook for the rest of this year going into the new year yeah uh we have our busy 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 season coming up uh we have the last leg of our um our tour our 2023 tour uh, and that, that ends up in New Jersey. We finish up locally up here. We have uh, 22 libraries over 29 days that I'm doing, wow. which is going to be very busy all over the state of New Jersey, which is cool. Uh, before that, uh, the, come the end of this month, the end of uh, September now, we have um, in like a week and a half now, we have um, the Whitehall Sasquatch Festival up in Whitehall, New York, uh, where we're going to be doing an investigation up there as well uh, in Vermont. We actually have uh, a witness lined up who has never shared their story before. So, so I'm super excited to get up there. And uh, we're actually going back to the same exact location where she had her sighting and doing a recreation. So I'm super excited for that. Oh, that's that, 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 that sounds like a lot of fun, man. You know, so first time she's never talked to anybody before. Never before. Nope. Nope. She, her and her friends saw it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's yep, fantastic. They were on some private property and. Yeah they got permission from the owners to get back there. So we're going to, we're going to make it happen. Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. Now, um, your, your show in general, um, you know, for people, you know, that are watching, give a, give a little shout out about your show in general, where they could find you and whatnot. Yeah, we're, uh, all over. You can't miss us actually. Um, we are on uh, the internet. Uh, shadowofredeye.com is our website. You can access all of our YouTube videos from there. We have a we have a thing. Uh, you can see where we're going to be, our, our upcoming appearances, where I'm going to be, where I'm going to be speaking, where I'm going to be vending, uh, and all that's at shadowofredeye.com. We're also at Facebook uh, under In the Shadow of Big Red Eye. Instagram, we, we have some behind-the-scenes pictures that we post every day. Uh, that's uh, Shadow of Red Eye. So you can find us pretty much anywhere, anywhere on social media and the web. Now you're, you're the lead investigator, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. How many, how many, uh, crew members you got that go out with you? Uh, that depends. Um, I have, uh, about, uh, 30 across the country that I could call at a given time, uh, depending on where I am, uh, that will come out with me um got that thick rolodex going <laughs> yeah oh man you got to you got to i have a whole bunch of business uh, yeah it's crazy but uh it's always good to have contacts though. yeah uh but anyways uh but when i go yeah. out on an expedition uh i try not to take more than four people i think four people is the max i think that's great because you can break into two groups of two uh once you start getting like uh over the pine barrens this uh this past weekend we were down there filming with actually um another uh, huge YouTube news channel. And uh, I'm super excited for that to come out. But um, we were there with like uh, seven people, eight people. And we had eight people romping through the woods. So that's that's not a great way to find big for the Jersey Devil. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the Jersey Devil, that's that's another big one for you? No, it's Put not. That that's, the, that's, the belt loop. <laughs> that's the funny thing. No, yeah. Um, I think it's a very interesting, you know, and, and, and to be honest, uh, I am getting into it. I'm actually making a presentation about the Jersey devil. So I'm, I'm going to have two different presentations that I speak about one about Bigfoot, one about the Jersey devil. Um, I can't say that I'm getting super into it, but I'm say, I, <laughs> I will say it's, 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 it's getting there. It's, it's got me getting there. Uh, 13th child born to mother leads uh, uh, comes up through the chimney or uh, uh, as soon as she has the child, yeah. it, it gets a tail, 
grows some bat-like wings, goat-faced, kills the mother, flies up through the chimney, and terrorizes the residents for the Pine Barrens to this day. My friend, and I'm going to see if I can get this, actually has a piece of the chimney, that the, the original chimney that the Jersey Devil was said to fly up through. Really? Yeah. That's, yep. that's oh man, that's, 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 that's gotta be pretty interesting to see in person too. You know? Yeah. I, I it's, you know, it's something like that, that, that creature. I mean, there's so many different things, you know, like, uh, they got up in Michigan, the, uh, the infamous, uh, I think it's the dog man or the, mm -hmm. you know, things like that, you know, but, um, you know, I was just, you know, I was just up in Michigan and, you know, I'm a nerd for all things, you know, anything, you know, paranormal UFOs, sure. UAP peace aliens you know I, I you know i enjoyed all but uh, um so i you know i just did a uh, an episode on uh, dexter michigan which was from march 20th 1966 when a ufo in the area of dexter michigan came in about and they they you know the government decided to sign it off as swamp gas you know but mm, it's just yeah. like there's so many different things out there that are arrested in but the fascination with Sasquatch, Bigfoot, you know, it's just what what would be some of the the signs to look for if somebody was going out for their first time and they, you know, they wanted to go out into the woods and they, you know, what type of area, what type of signs would they look for, listen for, you know, of that nature? Shameless plug. Uh, they would have they, they should, in fact, buy my DVD Squatchables. Bigfooting 101. If you're looking to get into squad, if you're looking to get into Bigfooting, uh, you can you can uh, check out that DVD. It's an 11 episode series. But anyway, uh, what do you look for uh, when I look for um, uh, places to go Bigfooting? I don't necessarily look for places with sightings. I look for places that um, the way I actually go out, and I wouldn't suggest that a person just getting into Bigfoot does this. Uh, but I look for areas with no cell phone service and I go there because I don't like to be interrupted when I'm out looking for Bigfoot. I like to focus directly on Bigfoot. I don't like to have my phone as a distraction. Um, but uh, if you're just getting into Bigfooting, go mm -hmm. go where there's been sightings. You know, uh, what do you look for when you go out? Look for uh, unusual tree breaks that don't have any explanation for how they got there. Look for footprints, obviously. If you happen to come across a footprint, Take a picture of it, but put a scale object next to it, like a dollar bill or a, a tape measure or a ruler or something like that. Then take the picture so we know how big it is. Um, and listen, too. That's the big part about Bigfooting is listening. You're going to listen for any sort of unusual, unexplainable vocalizations. And and you could do this during the day or night because Bigfoot are active during the day as well. Actually, 70% of sightings happen during the day. Really? 70%? Mm -hmm. that's that's wild as for like the the limb breaking the tree breaks and stuff like that is there a certain height you might want to look for i mean I, these things could be range in size from what seven feet to nine feet yeah i'd say about six to nine six to nine and a half feet is is a big bigfoot um yeah yeah i i would look for them uh from that level about six to nine feet because if you think of bigfoots uh if they're going to break a branch for uh i think they do that for marking areas say like hey there's a berry bush this way type of thing right uh so i think uh you would you would probably grab a branch at about your head height so so whatever whatever height that is and then you would break it but what's also very interesting when you do come across tree breaks is they twist the tree as well they don't just mm. break it and a lot of times when you have a natural break like snow load or or um, 
anything natural, a tree uh, falls down on a limb and it breaks, it would just break, you know, straight, right? But when uh, when that big when that branch breaks, Bigfoot seems to twist it around the other way. So there's a there's an obvious twist in it. It's very interesting. Now I I noticed in your your video you talked about the infrared, mm, the yeah. eyes and and things like that. So explain to me a little bit more how that partakes to the vision of a squatch. Okay, like so a, I a game cam. Yeah, so so I think Bigfoot have night vision. Um, Nocturnal. that would just, yeah, it, that, that would just make sense. Uh, just like any other animal that's in the woods at night has night vision. Uh, that's why their eyes reflect is, is, uh, the tape of lupium or whatever it's called is the, is the, uh, is the, the night vision. So, um, being that Bigfoot can see, uh, at night, I think they can see certain things that we're unable to see with our human eye. They can see outside of our spectrum of ranges uh of of things just like uh for example mosquitoes can see heat right i think uh right. bigfoot can see infrared and i think uh so we know these trail cameras what we have is these trail cameras that that hunters use all the time and we put them on trees they're motion activated and when something walks in front of them it takes a video or a picture um with the the, the unfortunate thing with the trail cameras is they emit this infrared light and it's not all the time. That's how it triggers. That's how 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 the the camera triggers is through this light. Once the light's disturbed, then it the, the camera triggers. Uh, so I think a Bigfoot is able to see this light, uh, especially during the night, would uh, be obvious. Uh, and I think that's why a Bigfoot would kind of avoid these cameras. That's why there's no clear good pictures of Bigfoot on trail cameras. Um, so what I actually do with trail cameras is I still use them because I like to a see the kind of animals that are in the area to see what they're eating, see what they could eat, the prey species that are in the area. Uh, B because it's really cool, uh, and C because uh, you can actually uh, I take what I do is I take trail cameras and I put them in a tr in a circle around camp and I face them uh, okay. outwards, right? So there's all okay. this glowing light that's around camp, but I leave one area open and i'm sitting right uh, in the middle of that and when bigfoot is so interested and intrigued wants to come in and check out camp that's going to be the area that he comes into i'm gonna be sitting there with my thermal imaging camera waiting for him going on top of the uh what we what we touched on before is using the deer calls i do the, the right. injured deer to add a little more oomph to the cake you know add a little more uh you know a little more spice on top of it and you have a bigfoot remedy that's almost impossible to resist Yeah, that does sound, it's almost like you're, you just, you want them to funnel right into where you're going, right into Absolutely. where you're at, man. That's exactly, yep. that's like how they do the, like some of those uh, fish, you know, those fish uh, containers that they use in the mm. water, yeah. you know, they, they put all the stuff out and then they just leave that certain opening right in the center. But that, that's, that's awesome. That, and very interesting, you know, so like the vision and stuff like that, that you think, and, you know, they got, you know, they are a nocturnal, you know thing and they're out there and you know they have to be i mean the the, the seclusion of these creatures and, and you know the bigfoot i'm how how deep most like you know how bears you know once they 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 get their hands on something that we leave behind that they're going to trickle and stay around that area or do you think that the squatch is going to go in a little bit deeper just because of humans being out and about in that area 
I think um, it's an interesting question. Uh, you do have a the, the 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 Bigfoots that I don't think you have to go far to find a Bigfoot. I don't think you have to go a uh, hundred miles into the wilderness to to find a Bigfoot. Uh, I think that actually makes Bigfoot harder to find uh, because you're looking for you know more of a needle in a, in a or a, a you know a, a needle in a haystack type of thing. Um, that's why. For example, New Jersey has more reports because we're a smaller state. We have more investigators. We have more people to report Bigfoot sightings, right? So you don't need to go far out in the woods. Right. Um, as it comes to where the, the movement of Bigfoot and what they do, I think Bigfoot are nomadic and I think they follow the food. Makes sense. Ancient, ancient humans used to do that. Our ancestors used to do that. Um, yeah. And what's, what's interesting is uh, you take New Jersey for an example. Uh, you can actually follow Bigfoot counterclockwise around the state of New Jersey. Uh, every third year, sightings increase, uh, no matter what part of state the state you're in, every third year, sightings increase by 80%. Wow. Yeah. So last year in Sussex County, we had 11 sightings of Bigfoot. This year, uh, in 2024, I'm not planning to have any. Really? So wow, that that's interesting. I never I never knew that. That's that's pretty wild. Mm -hmm. Now with your your now with your schedule and all your traveling, doing the libraries and stuff, how much time does that leave you in between to to get out into the woods? To you know, I I mean, I'm sure you're meeting up with people in certain areas when you're down and out and doing your thing. But how much time do you spend yourself now out and about investigating? All every night, every night that I'm not uh, doing something. Well, um, I mean, when I'm out camping, I'm I'm out every night investigating. Uh, the the only reason why I wouldn't be out is if I had like a super late library and I was tired, or if I um, or for the training or something like that. It's the only reason why I wouldn't go out. Right. Um, otherwise, when I'm home and not on tour, like uh, like I've been home for a couple days now, and I'm going stir crazy. I got cabin fever. I am ready to get out. <laughs> Again, I'm actually about to call my friend and say, hey, let's go camp or let's go hiking at least to get me out of the house to, to do something. Definitely. Um, definitely. I, I hate sitting around. I get I get I get the jitters, man. I just I, yeah. I, I, I I'm, I'm constantly having to do something, you know, and it's it's now, really rough because because doing these tours when I when I do have, you know, when I'm on the road, I'm on the road. We did. Uh, I think I was on the road about one hundred and thirty days this year. Uh, in 2023. Uh, so when I'm not on the road, it's very difficult for me to like answer emails when I'm on the road and stuff like that. So when I get home right. is when I have to do all the computer work. Uh, I just emailed uh, yesterday. I just emailed every library in North Florida, Southern Georgia and Southern Alabama. So that was my day yesterday. Today I'm editing my show, you know, so it's it's um, it's it's a nonstop kind of thing. Uh, but that's the nature of the beast, unfortunately, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I I'm sure you with your that one too, because yeah, you know, yeah, I've been a tattoo artist for over 20 years. Um, I started in Pennsylvania to Jersey. I've traveled half the United States tattooing in all different states, and it's just like you get home, and the next thing you know, you're unpacking and then washing and repacking and back oh, on yeah. the road again. You know? Oh, I know but, that. You know, yeah, getting old. <laughs> you know, getting older now and having kids and things like that. 
it's just like, okay, it's time to focus now. The only reason I shoot up to Michigan is because it's a good friend of mine where, you know, he's ex-military, I'm ex-military. We, we hang out, we talk, we tattoo, and then I come yeah. home, you know, and cool. that's Thanks about for your it. service, by the way. Oh, thank you, man. I deeply appreciate that. But you, now you said you're, you're, how do you, how do your episodes run? I, are you like, do you cut a certain time on them? Do you, you know what I mean? Do you like, all right, I'm going to have a 30 minute episode this week, or I'm going to do an hour this week, or do you no. have a set time on your episodes? You know, I used to, uh, I used to do in like seasons, uh, three, four, five areas. Uh, I did like an hour episode. Then I realized people got tired of watching hour episodes. So in season six, I was like, let me try to cut it down to like a half hour. And in season seven, what I've been doing now is we don't, um, we're not releasing uh, necessarily full episodes every week. Uh, we're okay. releasing some partial episodes. Like it'll still, it'll be like me going on a night hike type of thing. And that, you know, a portion of that, right. And you'll see that instead of, and that might be a 10 minute clip compared to a full episode type thing. Right. And, and I think that's, um, that's to keep everybody interested. Uh, so change things up a little bit. It's not, you know, it's not me setting up camp every night and me, you know, uh, going you know, or every episode and then going on a night hike and then going on a day hike and then going on. A, it's, it just changes everything up. And, and I think people enjoy that a little bit. They see something different. Now, have you been out West much for, for never hunting? No, no. I was actually, um, this week actually, um, I was supposed to be, this is, that's why I have off this week. Uh, I was supposed to be in Montana. I had a, a, um, an invite to Montana and, uh, we were going to do some squatching out there. Unfortunately that got canceled. Uh, but no, I've not, never had the opportunity to go out West. I hope next year I'll be able to, uh, or, um, but I got to do a couple more libraries first, I think. Yeah. I, I have a buddy of mine who lives well, he just moved, but he lived out in Washington and uh, out by Mount Rainier. Oh. And I heard that that is some serious, uh, some grounds there, you know, and I, I always thought about going out there and doing some camping, but he ended up taking off to another state. He moved uh. to Flatland, you know, but <laughs> I was just curious. And yeah, I was just curious if you ever been out that far in those higher mountains and stuff like that, looking for anything. Yeah, no, it's on the bucket list, my friend. I wish. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, we talked a little bit via, you know, email. So you said this weekend you're heading out. Any particular thing you're looking for besides, you know, uh, are you researching um, something you looked at previously, you know, kind of? Yeah, well, this weekend's going to be very interesting. Uh, we're going to the uh, Sourland Mountains in New Jersey, which is where um, I think, as per my three-year cycle theory, I think where Bigfoot is going to be, which is awesome. Uh, so we're going to be at the right place at the right time. We're going to be in the right area. There's a power line cut that runs right through the park of where we're going to, which is, uh, I think, a Bigfoot highway. Uh, what's also yeah. interesting is... Um, uh, the person I'm going with Wiley, my good friend, one of my best friends, he actually just had a dog man encounter there. So that's, Oh, really? We might be, uh, we might be, uh, focusing on as well as, is seeing, uh, seeing if we couldn't get, uh, some, some activity of a dog man. That would be interesting. I, you know, I, I gotta get into, I haven't really gotten much in depth on the dog man. And, uh, there's a couple guys I've been watching online and trying to grasp it a little bit but uh 
um i'm not really familiar with the dogman do you know much about it or you know i haven't gotten into it too much my buddy wiley he's uh he's really into it he's 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 deeply into it there's a uh, Dogman podcast or Dogman radio, I think it's it's called. There's there's something like that a podcast, but uh, no, I'm not sure. I know it's an upright canine cryptid that uh, walks on two legs, very large, has very large uh, feet, larger than a wolf, which is mm -hmm. how it's identified. Uh, you can also identify it because it's usually doesn't have any front paws that are on the ground uh, when it comes to tracking. Uh, when it comes to what it looks like, it's like six to eight feet tall, similar to a Bigfoot. Uh, snout has large canines. Um, hmm. we're going to put drooling in there just to make it look creepy, uh, <laughs> and just looks like a big, big, uh, wolf. And, um, that's horrifying. Now, as for evidence for yourself and, and Sasquatch, um, what have you come across? Have you come across anything major that you had to send out lab wise and things like that lately? I mean, DNA testing, anything super solid that you you know, we're like, holy shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not, not anything, uh, recent, uh, we've actually not sent out any evidence of, uh, hair, any samples of DNA because it costs too much money. Uh, it's in the, yeah. it's in the, you know, the four figure range and I don't make that much money. Go figure as a big yeah. investigator. I don't make a lot. I don't know. Yeah. Shocker. But, uh, so, uh, we don't do that. Uh, if we do come across it, there's, there's means of, of, of ways and people to send it to that do have the ability to get it analyzed and stuff like that. Uh, some of the best finds that we've come across, um, uh, we got that Hal that I was telling you about in North New Jersey mm -hmm. in High Point State Park. Um, uh, we found the footprint up there, which is really cool. Um, the footprint is uh, is like 15 and a half inches large and like 11 inches wide. Um, so some some people say that that could be like a bear double step. It's in the snow, so it kind of looks like so so like when a bear steps, like its its back paw sometimes will land in its front paw, um, right? And that looks very human like. As a hunter, you probably understand that, and you probably know that. Yeah. Um, if this was a black bear, this would be because of the dimensions of the track. This would be a record-sized black bear, New Jersey's record-sized black bear, which is 800 pounds plus hmm. an additional 200 pounds. It'd be a thousand-pound black bear if this was a black bear. That's a big bear. That's a big bear. Well, is it possible? Now, I guess it's possible, but you know, probably not. What are what are some of the features uh, somebody would uh, look for when out and about, like smells and things like that? Is there a certain smell? You know, you always hear about the stench and the things like that. I mean, what 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 are they looking to sniff around for? <laughs> um, well, I have never smelled a Bigfoot in the woods per se, so I can't answer that um, uh, uh, accurately. But what I can answer with. Um, the Bridges property in Florida, I'll tell a very quick story. Bridges property in Florida, um, they have, uh, it's been having ongoing Bigfoot activity for like 25 years now. Um, and it's, uh, they filmed finding Bigfoot there. It's where Bobo fell down the stairs. It's where they got the Bigfoot, uh, uh, handprint on the inside of the glass door. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, so any, they had a little greenhouse there and, uh, the door was left open one night and Bigfoot, entered they say bigfoot entered the greenhouse and took one uh, of her gardening gloves right that she had was gone for two years they ride the property with their atv their their gator every night they have trails that go around their property right 
and uh, they ride them every single night. Two years after this glove went missing, the glove appeared right on the back of their property, right on the trail. Wasn't there the day before, whatever. So she bagged it up because it smelled horrible. And what I can say it smelled like was like skunk, wet dog, pee. That's the best way I could describe it. Uh, more, more, more skunky than anything else. Um, gotcha. so that's, that's weird. But if you're out in the woods, uh, what I look for in the sense that I use is actually your, your, your sixth or seventh sense that we don't have that you don't, we don't understand yet. It's the, it's a sense of being watched or the sense of being, um, observed or whatever we call it, yeah. it could be infrasound type thing that Bigfoot could admit or, 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 uh, give off that, that we feel, uh, I felt it one time when I was hiking in Morris County, New Jersey, and it made the hair stand up in the back of my head. It's the only time that I've never finished a hike. It really, it scared really? me that much. I, I, I got a, a half a mile into the woods. I saw a broken tree branch. Boom. Everything, everything about my body and my mind said, I shouldn't be here right now. And right. I, I literally, I, I don't think I could have t- taken a, take another step further. So I actually had to call my ride and say, hey, come back to the trailhead and get me. And it's oh, the only man. time I haven't finished a hike. It's actually, it's recorded on my YouTube channel. Oh, I'll have to check that one out. Mm-hmm. Now, now, you, I, uh, how many, what's your percentage of you doing this? You're alone out there in the woods. I uh, about, about half the time or so. About half the time. Now, when you're yeah. out there at night by yourself, okay, it, I know it's got to get creepy sometimes. And how far out from your campsite when you're by yourself? Because I know I wouldn't go very far. Go. Do you go by yourself when you're out there and it's pitch black? Oh, depends, really. Uh, it it um, usually what I'll do for a night hike is pick a loop, loop uh, trail, or pick a destination. You know, I want to go this far, so a couple miles. Um, you know, nothing, nothing out, absolutely crazy. Uh, but um, you want to yeah. get, you want to get, especially if you're staying in a campsite and you're actively researching Bigfoot, you want to get far enough away from the campsite that nobody else is going to hear you if you do vocalizations. Uh, And you're not going to hear them if they do vocalizations. If they know you're looking for Bigfoot, they could try to mess with you type of thing. You want to be as far away from that as possible. I would suggest if you have the contamination. Exactly. I would suggest that if you're looking for Bigfoot at a campground, if you have the ability to take your vehicle and drive somewhere to a trailhead, do that. Uh, If you're in Maine, apparently that's illegal in state parks. I found that out the hard way. So uh, be careful if you're in Maine in a state park at night because the rangers do not like that. (laughs) Oh, man. So what's what's on your schedule for uh, the next week? Where are you heading? Where where are you going? What are you doing? I'm off. I uh, off. I'm catching up on emails, uh, email and libraries. Uh, We're actually doing a new thing. uh, The performing art centers we're doing. Uh, my next big thing I got going on is, like I said, the end of the month, we're, okay. we're speaking in uh, in uh, Killington, Vermont, at the library, the Sherburn, uh, Sherburn Library up in Killington, Vermont, uh, on the uh, 28th of this month. And then uh, then we're doing the Whitehall Sasquatch Festival. It's going to be a huge festival. We're vending there. I'm not speaking, but we're vending. And uh, I just got this brand new vending set up, this brand new canopy tent with all these little flags and stuff. So if you're in the area, awesome. come check it out. It's going to be it's going to be like uh, something to write home about. 
And then after that, I just start my New Jersey tour, man. And I'm, I'm just going every day. Uh, during my New Jersey tour, the first week in October, I'm in West Virginia for the West Virginia Case Expo. And then after that, uh, the week after that, I'm actually in South Carolina for the South Carolina Bigfoot Expo. So um, that's uh, going to be fun. Uh, I've, I've never squatched in South Carolina before, so I'm excited to get out oh, and down there. New experience and, for you, huh? New experience. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good one. It's uh, it's going to be a good episode for sure. I can't wait. Awesome, Mike. I just want to say thank you so much again, man, for doing this with me, and I appreciate yeah. it. And for everybody out there who's interested and wants the squatch, man, check out Mike, and you can check him out in the in the shadows of Big Red Eye, and uh, and the website is. In the shadow red red eye. Eye. All shadow of red eye.com yep awesome mike thanks again absolutely it's uh it's been a pleasure it was really fun thanks brother all right man and i'll talk to you soon take care absolutely yes yeah, in contact